0: This episode contains the threat of injuries and bodily harm, bugs, claustrophobia, the threat of drowning and suffocation, discussion of drugs, alcohol and poison, and the ensnaring realities of family life at the most forsaken corners of the world.
1: Hi, I'm Brad. I'll be playing Bayushi Minoru of the Bayushi Death Dealer School.
2: My name is Charlie, and I'll be playing our illusionist, Soshi Izume.
3: I'm Evan Strait and I'll be playing Sakai no Doji Ikkyo, a member of the Doji Bureaucrat School.
4: My name is Sam, and I'll be playing Asahina Hajime, a member of the Kickstarter
0: Duelist School. I'm Lutu, and I'll be playing the Emerald Lens, as well as Olives, Wonders and Oliver's. So proceed the rest of your journey, and you notice the sound of labor, and you see a bunch of peasants, some of them holding baskets on their heads as they go around cutting some particular bush or another, others filtering water, and a bunch of them seem to be salvaging what seem to be debris of buildings that has been dragged all the way here by the deluge. And they seem to be moving across planks laid between rocks. And there seems to be a message written on one of the trees that says in pretty simple words, walk over the yellow stones. And you can see that once getting deeper into the land, uh, the planks give away to large boulders and some of them are painted yellow.
1: I do kind of agree with Yuzume's plan. I grab a rock and I throw it at one of the yellow stones. Hajime has never
4: gotten outside of one arm's length away from Yuzu in full, I guess, Yojimbo mode.
2: Yeah, she is staying as close to as many people as possible. Like, there have definitely been times on the walk where she's like almost reached out to kind of like grab at people's backs or something. She's just like, yeah, like all three of you, and she's just had to, like, stop herself and get her balance and keep going on her own.
4: I definitely think that it's certain, like, there, I mean, it's a swamp. There are certain points where it's just less stable. I think like, in a way that is intended to be subtle, whether or not she ends up taking it, Hajime will at least, like, sort of kind of reach out a hand that she can grab without anybody necessarily seeing if possible, if, if she needs it.
0: And... Near the board, where there is the warning, there seems to be a bell. is going to ring the bell. You can hear other bells ringing at the distance. Mm-hmm. And even after the bell stops ringing, you keep hearing it on your head. And what do you do about this, this sound that is just taking real state inside your head?
1: Minoru is going to react to the unwanted intrusion the way he's been taught to react to unwanted intrusions his whole life. He's going to try and ignore it. Just pretend it's not happening.
0: You listen to something moving across the irrigation channels and at first it looks like a big bird, but then you see that it was a boat intricately carved to look like a swan. Inside of it seems to be a mousy looking woman with long hair and a pair of glasses. She seems to wearing a, de- a delicate and fashionable kimono which seems to be pretty simple but as you take closer attention to it you see a veritable field of different flowers embroidering on it. She seems to be approaching you and drops a long tatami in front of you so that you could step on the boat without having to, well, make a bigger mess of, of the state you're already in. And she bows deeply as you approach.
3: Aiko is having a moment of just marveling over her dress and the patterns, and it takes him back to when times were good, and then he is suddenly very sad because he does not have his finery and just has to look at this lady's beautiful outfit. Greetings,
1: my lady. I am Bayushi Minoru. Um, he'll pull out his undoubtedly a little bit muddy seal of the, of the Emerald Magistrate, and just and these are my Yuriki.
0: She gives her head lower. I am Ichi, your humble servant. What is your jurisdiction, Emerald Magistrate? Are you appointed to these marshlands? I'm afraid my leech has not been informed, or on his wisdom has not so fit to inform this servant.
1: I am the Emerald Magistrate for Hirosaka. I am here pursuing a case and to discuss the future of the province with your daimyo. I see. We have not received an order or a
0: notification of investigation into our family and i'm usually the one that handles such affairs so i figure you must be on your way somewhere else to investigate some other people is that
1: correct no we sent one copy ahead the messenger must have got lost on the way i have another one with me in the hands of my honorable servant aiko-san to be delivered personally
3: Aiko steps forward and bows and says, Daidoji san, I do regret that we must intrude upon your domain, but as you can see, we are pursuing an unrelated imperial assignment, and if you would be kind enough to give us lodging for the night, we would be most grateful.
4: Well,
0: I suppose that uh, while you will not be so in a position to start your investigation immediately, until You notify the local authorities and request their help. You are a guest of my leech. On behalf of the lord of the house of Hiramori, I welcome you as guests of this land. And I hope that you gift me with the opportunity to escort you to the forest keep where you might rest.
3: We accept your gracious offer and are humbled by the hospitality of the Hiramori family.
1: I have heard that the Hiramori family were truly the most hospitable family, and that is why they had chosen to live in the most inhospitable climates of the empire. We are honored that you would help us, Hiramori-san. san
0: There's a certain beauty to this land. I'm sure that uh, bayoshi Sama will learn to appreciate them if he stays among us for a little while. Perhaps he might want to become a permanent addition to them.
1: Minoru's going to s- just smile with his eyes and join her on the boat. Uh, Hajime
4: will only move as Yuzume does.
2: Yeah, she'll just slowly uh, get on the boat and she's just not even going to Look at our lovely new friend. She
4: slowly
0: paddles the swan boat across the irrigation channel. And she seems to be taking a lot of detours. You don't know if she's avoiding something or if she wants you to see something. You see row after row of massive stalks of rice. The tower Twice over even the tallest of you. And you see a well organized union of peasants and laborers covered up to their necks in the water of the marshlands, tending to all that bounty. And this seems about never ending as you just move from one channel to another.
3: Aika will make polite small talk saying, The harvests are indeed beautiful here. It seems the fortunes have blessed you with wisdom to tend to your lands.
0: The Klein Clan has always been famous for how good stewards of their lands they are. We learn to listen to the land and to its people and to give them what they need. The marshlands, they can be a veritable bounty if one is to tend to them carefully. Of course, it is not without great costs and sacrifice. As you can see, we have all this bounty, but it's hard for to house and maintain and take care of a large number of people. And even worse, it's hard to store this rice between seasons and even harder to transport it elsewhere to be useful. As you know, as a member of House Sakai, usually it's the harvest from places closer to the coast or to the river that we crane share generously with the rest of the empire. Unfortunately, it's really hard to get these lands outside of the Iramori lands. And most of the time we don't even harvest a quarter of the bounty of the land because it will just be wasted and right away.
3: Aiko makes a motion to grab his fan from his Obi, but he lost his fan in the earlier kerfuffle, and instead tries to quickly place his hand back down, hoping no one had noticed his slight mistake in posture, and says, I believe this holds potential for the both of us, Hilamori-san, as... My lord Minarusan has been assigned to oversee the rebuilding and stabilization of Hirosaka. There have been many opportunities presented to us to grow strength and unity amongst the local power blocks here along the River of Gold. I believe there are promises here that could sow further into the land that you graciously and wisely, have managed for generations. You
0: recognize her expression and her silence. It is the behavior of an advisor that realizes that the best, most polite thing to say is not to say anything at all. That whatever she has to say, she knows that Aiko is not going to like.
3: Aiko falls silent and just politely enjoys the company until something else comes up, other than making meaningless remarks about the rice.
0: You stop somewhere else that you see, well, you left the marshlands. Instead, you are into a massive tea farm that you can see up to the horizon, disappearing atop hills. And there seems to be a village there. And there seems to be a bunch of teahouses and an in inn. And she bows, Perhaps you will like to stop here for refreshment and to get a new set of clothing, maybe some bat. I'll speak with the locals and send you the best that we can procure. Once you are ready, we can continue.
3: Aika will give a polite bow and a stern side eye to Mineru and say, you bless us with your hospitality, and I say truly, I would not have found better care or hosts amongst the halls of Kyudin Doji.
0: Far away from Kyudin Doji, Doji Summer, but it's always close to us in our hearts. We know who we are loyal to. And you get the tinge that this is a reference to the same silent that she was. And again, she's trying to Najir to something without saying something that she knows will always come out as rude.
3: If it would be appropriate for Cadence, if she needs to speak personally, he can arrange that.
0: She gets that. And again, she does not say anything. She said looks at Minoru and then she I'll be waiting near my boat. So you have some free farm time on the Kawari tea farm. And you can visit any of the tea houses, and you can take a bath, and you can clean yourself, and you can request fresh clothing. What do you do?
1: Minoru is going to get a room at the inn for everyone. Make sure that no one is present, including servants, before we discuss this.
3: Aiko is very clearly hoping to get to the bath and clean clothes, but he lends whatever skills he has as a courtier to suss out any spy holes.
0: I mean, these crane lands, they will not be so bold as to do that, because they have way more to lose than whatever information they will get. And compared with the northern Uber Marshes, this seems more like a normal crane holding. And it seems like uh, the Iremori have this stewardship, but they really don't influence much how things are done here. Aiko seems pretty at home, to be honest.
4: Despite his extreme irritation, after we get into proper crane lodging, uh, Hajime relaxes some and feels more at home here.
1: Aiko, make sure you have the proper paperwork written for when we arrive at the capital of the
3: province. I am afraid my usual implements were misplaced in our adventures. Perhaps I could borrow some of your equipment? Absolutely. I will prepare the documents at once. I am not fond of being here. I would say that's putting it quite
4: mildly, Minoru-san.
1: I'm trying to be positive, Hajime-san. Let us get a path, acquire some suitable clothes, and be here and gone as soon as we can.
0: What is Yuzume doing? Yuzume has been very silent all the way here. Uh,
2: she's just still kind of, I won't say, you know, reliving the fear to that extent, but she is just rattled. She's finding it hard to really focus on what the others are doing. Like she's she's been annoyed at their treatment generally. I think she'll feel a lot better once she's had a bath. and. She kind of lifts her head, and the first thing she kind of says is, "At least we might have the opportunity to take a look at some of the tea."
4: Would would ordering a servant around make you make you feel better.
2: She's not going to take any joy in bossing anyone around if that's kind of the, you know, like the motivation. But yeah, if if she's just got someone who can, you know, help her with the bath and stuff, she'll be she'll be good.
4: Yeah, I I think I, I feel like I don't know. Aj may probably grab someone on the way in, and it's just like, hey do whatever whatever she tells you to read, making sure she has an ideal bath experience.
0: Uh, so what do you want to get done before you go back to Ishii?
4: Um, I, at the very least, just I'm learning about the local cuisine. Yeah.
0: And you get the feeling that this is probably, uh, I think, because of the cultivars that they have in the marshlands and uh, for being too... Um, Way too much leaf, way too much nutrients, way too much water seems to produce this very sugary uh, flour after you process it. So you get back to, to the doji ishi. She seems pleased that you seem to be more decent and relaxed, but she is polite enough to not mention it, and she welcomes you aboard. And she asks you, would you want to go to our forest keep, or is there someone in our lands that you should seek first? must warning, At this time of the day, it is highly un- unusual for my leech
1: To be at the keep. He has responsibilities elsewhere. Well, I suppose we should speak to the local magistrate.
0: The local magistrate would be on the keep. But as you can see, uh, we are pretty light populated. The local magistrate is more overlapping with one of our military officers than anything else.
3: I believe it would be wise to follow proper protocol. I mean, I
1: then let us go and see if your lord is in. If he is not, we will find somewhere nearby to rest.
0: You went to see my liege at where he might be now, or do you wish to wait for him at the keep?
1: Where might he be now, if you don't mind me asking?
0: As I said, he has responsibilities to the land. He's probably inspecting the marshlands to see if the constant... Floating and deluging is leaving some places in danger.
3: We would, of course, not fault any lord for seeing to his domain. We will, of course, meet with the magistrate to secure the proper understandings following our jurisdiction and make sure this is as painless of a situation as possible. Of course. She
0: not. She seems to be a bit apprehensive. you decided that after her dropping so many hints but hey you're the emerald magistrate she's only a humble servant and she takes you to the keep if you can say so and it is extremely disappointing it is basically a palisade with a few buildings inside of it surrounded by the forest you've seen worst military camps. Heck, when you were on the improvised campsites outside of Irosaka, they were probably more impressive than this. And it's kind of baffling to imagine a house of the Crane Clan living like this. And she docks the Swan ship, and she builds you welcome. And A bunch of servants come and help you carry their stuff under the watchful gaze of a bunch of soldiers. And the weirdest thing is that none of them are wearing armor. All of them seem to be carrying Yaris or bows. And, yeah, they are just lightly dressed and they keep an eye on you as you approach between the buildings and you get to the biggest one, A simple 2 stories one. And you enter inside, and it seems more like the common hall of a barracks. And you see a dozen or so of samurai there, just relaxing, apparently. Some of them are reading pillow books. Some of them are practicing. Some of them are just chatting. And they all salute... Taitoji, she enters, and you can see shears to Lady Flute. And she bows at the reception and turns to you. This is the Honorable Emerald Magistrate of Irasaka, our new neighbors. They are here to meet us. So please, give them the best welcome that the Iramori family can provide. And you can see... No, you can actually do all the tension in the air. It is so thick and sharp. And you can see that it's... Because they are looking very close to the to the two scorpions. You can see, finally, uh, Laufer breaks down. And they start making gestures for you to, to join. And... Then you see that these are a bunch of uh, athletic, fit, well-fed, and relatively tall uh, men and women and non binary folk that they seem to be wearing very light clothing. None of them is using the elaborated kimono that uh, Daizoji Ishii is, and they seem to be taking a break and they are a bit too loud and obnoxious but um, they seem all coming enough and uh, they quickly offer you a place on the table or to join their conversations and that is interrupted by the moment that one of them hits the floor and that's when you realize that half of these people are fighting each other uh, and they just seem to be moving around, discreetly taking the stances, and then on extremely lightning fast reflexes, they just seem to push each other and throw the other into the ground. And you, you realize that there are there must be at least a half a dozen matches ongoing, but these people are so skilled at these these martial arts that they can just decide the entire match before they act on it, and when you see them moving, it's because they already won. Eiko, you recognize this, you were trained in this, but you never saw as many adepts of this serene art of seizing control of your opponent and turning them against themselves on the same place with such skill.
3: Eiko... Aiko definitely pauses and takes a moment to watch as many of the matches as he can, trying to compare it to his past teachings from the Doji Sensei back at the family halls, and he's loving just watching the display of skill for the bit he has.
4: Yeah, I, I think
3: Hajime's right there, too,
4: even though it's not sword combat. This is still very much within his sort of sphere of interests. Hajime, hey,
0: you notice that they might be pretty loud, but there's something unnerving about them. When they seem to move, they seem to stop breathing. You can barely feel their heartbeat and they just seem to almost fade from reality as they maneuver to always be on your blind spot. At the same time, you are aware of all of them. They make it very hard, but at the same time, you feel like the hall is empty. How is that unnerving?
4: So subtlety in combat is something that he's fairly familiar with, but the idea that they are moving almost to the point of making them sensory blind spots, I don't think Hajime's has seen that before. I think, I think that's an unusual thing for him. And while it is very unnerving, it's also appealing in a way. I think he very much wants to know how they are doing that. But for now, kind of the realization is pretty unsettling in itself.
0: So, Lady Flood returns and she is accompanied by a man on his 30s. This one is actually wearing armor. Even if you get the feeling that he, he just finished putting it on and he was... I was told that the Emerald Magistrate wants to consult with the local authority. That would be me. Excellent. It's a pleasure to meet you. I am Bayushi Minoru. My name is Aidoji Saburo. Uh, He says as he invites you to the office, using our codes, which is
1: basically an armory. How may I help you? My friend, when I was in my dojo, it was common for us to do something very foolish. We would attempt to race each other across the city. I know of members of the Kakita Dueling School who practice their draws in water, even though it is against regulation for them, too. Because it's a tradition and a foolish thing that teenagers do.
4: Hajime grins a little bit when, when uh, Bayushi says that.
1: I know amongst certain courtier schools, it is common to create the most elaborate, fake, and difficult to understand form and pass it to a fellow student and see what they can do. And see if they can work out the problem with it. Amongst the scout school, did you have any foolish challenge your fellow students in the dojo?
0: You pass it in the main hall here. As you can imagine, imagine whatever is there every single day, but to its extreme, that's probably the foolish behavior that our students do.
1: Of course, and they all talk about it, and they all dare each other to do something braver and more foolish than the last. It is the way of everyone when they are young. So, Hiruma Peshai is a student in the Hiruma school, and apparently they challenge each other to sneak around their town in a simple attempt to outdo each other. And as so happened when teenagers compete they inevitably take it too far pesai is somewhere within ube marsh his family is very worried about him he is not a spy he is not even a man he's a boy who's not yet passed his gempuku and i and mine nearly perished in a trap earlier today i would like if i could borrow a skilled scout track him down and tell him to come home he's not a bad lad just a foolish one. At that point, I'm going to slide the piece of paper towards him.
0: You are a scorpion. And out of respect to your clan, I'm not going to give you any appeasements. The marshlands are dangerous. If the boy is here,
1: your chances of finding him are pretty low. I understand that. But he has family members who are worried about him, weeping at him missing so it is my duty a duty I take no danger in risking to find him and if you want to catch a very big and swift fish you need a very big and swift guide i sure to get
0: the assistance required I'm just warning you not to keep your hopes high
1: he was alive as of this morning he pulled my Yoriki straight from a very dangerous trap He must have said it to catch some sort of dinner for himself, of course. Sabur
0: seems confused. Well, you have your man, boy. I don't understand then what is the problem. We found him.
1: He outmaneuvered us. He clearly is familiar enough with the marshes to outmaneuver two people who are strangers to it and worried about their companion caught in a trap. He just gives you this sad look at you. As you know, he feels like he feels sorry for you for
0: getting bested by a kid and even worse having to admit it before he can actually say something. The door slides and uh, you can hear the voice of another man. Uh, Dear, can you give me one new string? I think mine is ready to break. And the man stops as he sees that... uh, there are four others somewhere here. I'm like, oh, I was not aware that uh, we had guests here. And he bows to you. Pardon my intrusion. I'll remove myself. And the man,
1: if nobody
0: reacts, is gonna walk back away.
1: Minoru will turn and look, just giving whoever's coming in just a look up and down, memorizing what they look like, their face.
0: Yeah, they are a very attractive young man. On a very traditional way, less tainted than most of them. And you can see that as he steps outside that every other member of this family seems a bit different to him. And uh, uh, Lady Flute takes a deep bow as he walks around. Yeah, he's trying to get the fuck out. Saburo scratches his head. Ah, yeah, sorry. What were we saying before my husband stepped in?
1: Yes. Look, I would consider it embarrassing were this boy simply some scruffy, lazy, had he been me at his age as a student at the Bayushi school, but um, he's a prodigy of the Hiruma school. Fast, smart, capable. The only person who did not mention how much of a prodigy he was when we were asking about him is someone who said we would never find him much like you have said. Other than that, Saborosan, san I am merely here to inspect, to speak to your daimyo, introduce myself. I mean, I've always found the idea of an Emerald Magistrate being this distant figure who you only see when uh, you're in trouble. And rather as someone you know you can rely on.
0: Yes, uh, I mean... After you meet with uh, my lead, you know, yeah, I'm sure you will find someone to help you doing this. And he seems now very uncomfortable and about talking to this. Anything else before you go?
1: Minoru, in what seems like him being polite, is going to try and gather a little bit of information about Saburo's husband. Seeming like he's just making small talk, but while Saburo's off guard, he's going to try and gather it. So oh, what wow. is
0: Where is that strife coming from?
1: Minoru hates playing the courtly idiot Scorpion, but he knows that it's such a useful mask to wear that he can't throw it out the window. He hated when Shogo would ask him to do it. He hated when he learned how to do it. And here amongst these crane who he knows as soon as he's out of the room they're going to talk about him being the courtly idiot he hates it but to be forewarned is to be forearmed uh, you make small talk and you will learn that
0: uh, that Saburo is married to Daidoji Dayun and you learn you learn enough to realize that Dayun stands a bit from the other members of the Iramori family being well, what you figured out by the implication that he seems to be a tactical deployment dualist, battlefield headhunter, and by the way that he seems to be distracted, and by the way that Saburo seems worried when he talks about him, that something has been eating at Dayun's heart. But he does not go into details about uh, the emotional needs of his husband with this stranger so you walk out and Lady Flute is coming back at you and she is bringing with her uh, a Welsh uh, share for you me. In case she wants to be more relaxed here.
2: Ooh, clever! Yeah. Uh, so using a, um, she'll, you know, give her a bow and say, you know, many thanks for your consideration, my lady. Um, and then she'll just sit down in it while a lady flute still has her hands and hands on the back.
0: And she relinquishes control of it to you, and she leads you out of the building to what seems to be a pretty extensive uh, herbal garden that reminds, it reminds me a bit of home, uh, Yuzume, There's a bit of Shosuru gardening here. What in particular is so familiar?
2: Uh, she recognizes some of the flowers as being from her father's gardens. Uh, they have uh, quite a large house. It's actually, it was originally two houses, and they bought the one next door. So they've got a lot of space for her father to plant things, and he's never let her go into that garden. Um, But she recognizes a lot of the same colors, the same petals, and she finds that very interesting because she knows what her father does for a living.
0: Yeah, and in the middle of the garden, you see an elderly Korean man His skin is full of leached parts, of scars, and a lot of things of working for a long time in water and under the sun. And this old man that seems to be mostly carved out of wood, he is tending to the garden as he nods in acknowledgement and... He himself sits on another well chair that the uh, lady flute brings before she disappears in the background of the garden, and the man introduces himself. I'm Daidoji Dai, head of the Iramori house of the Daidoji family, and we are honored servants of the Crane clan led by the wise and brave Doji Otairu.
1: Greetings. It is a pleasure to meet you and to introduce myself. I am Beyo Minoru, Emerald Magistrate, and these are my Yuriki. Asahina
4: bows and just says, Asahina Hajime.
3: I am privileged to stand before you, Dai Doji-san. I am Aiko of the Sakai Vassal family of the Doji, and in your gardens I see a reflection of the beauty of Gyuden Doji itself. You do our clan a great honor.
2: lovely to meet you. My name is Sochi Uzume. I must agree, the gardens here are absolutely stunning, she says kind of knowingly.
0: I'm sure you did not went into the Yube marshes just to check some gardening. How can we serve you? We, dear Amori, we don't have many guests. And usually people don't really care to learn us you notice for a while how thick, how much effort it takes to actually understand the dialect of the Iramori, But it's especially deep with Dai. And it really takes a lot of effort to even follow what he's saying.
2: User May is going to try to listen and pick up on as much of how the dialect works as possible, just in case there's sort of future reference for it.
3: Say Aiko is pretty familiar with adapting and picking up cultures, local, local traditions, and dialects as well. So he would attempt the same thing.
0: Yeah, so you take a more passive role understanding this as it continues. Well, you know what we do here. The Obe Marshes is a pretty demanding place to tend, but we have adapted and I've seen that me and my children, we know what the, how to get the best from the land. And if there is anything from the land that is required, we are able to produce it as Lady Otaru demands.
1: You have a beautiful garden that reflects the beautiful lands that you tend. I merely came here to discuss a simple open and shut case with your magistrate, but your lovely servant Lady Flute took us through some of the most beautiful portions of the countryside. And I saw that you grow an amazing surplus of rice. The
0: land grows an amazing surplus of rice. We do nothing. We just tend to the land and do our part.
1: It is truly magnificent. And I do not wish to put you out or offend, but the people of Hirosaka are starving. They're struggling. They were devastated by the recent floods and hail. We think it would be... In our interests, if we could help each other, we may not have a lot of growing food, but we have a variety of other products to offer. Aiko has put together a variety of proposals on how we can help each other.
3: Aiko steps forward and bows and says, Hiramuri Sanwa, your lands are tilled in a beautiful grace and diligence that shows Respect and honor to our clan, and it has been my greatest privilege to be here with you. I am afraid that in my approach to your lands, I lost the more detailed documents due to the rough terrain. I am unfamiliar with navigating the swamps. However, if you would allow me to spend the night, collect my thoughts, I can draft up some proposals of the ways that the Crane, the Hiramori, and the local populace of Hirosaka could all be benefited from cooperation.
0: Work, Doji-sama. Save it. I have no interest in dealing with the Moth Clan.
3: Is that an issue specifically with the Moth, or is it with any outside your borders?
0: I do grasp quickly. As I said... I tend this land for Lady Athero. I take what is needed for Lady Athero. No
3: more, no less. We respect your diligence. And from one servant of Ritarodono to another, I thank you for your due diligence to the crane. Would it be possible to be seen to our lodgings for the evening?
0: At least that we own you. But I keep telling my children... To remember their place. And how we are here as a sacrifice. That's why we work with the hare. And for the first time, he seems to acknowledge Lady Flute. Because they too understand sacrifice. They too understand what needs to be done. I don't expect you to do. Which is kind of the point. We do it. Diramori, do it. So that the Sakai don't have to. So please, let us do it.
3: Of course, Hiromori-sama, I would not ask for you to step beyond your duty. I merely request a place for us to stay the night so that we may continue with ours. That's all you ask. That is all you will receive. Aiko provides a second acknowledging bow. So you don't deliver your gift yet? Aiko thinks for a moment and says, Hiromori-sama, were you... Able to visit Kyuden Doji at the last winter court. Winter court
0: will be the thing that finally kills me. No, I have not left these marshlands in the last 20 years.
3: Then allow me. I attended last winter, and if it pleases you as a gift, I would provide you a poem recited by Lady Hatoru herself. And I know that you have dutifully sacrificed to attend and care for these lands. Allow me to bring to you a piece of the beauty you work so hard to provide for.
0: One moment.
3: And he
0: shouts lay, lay, lay. And then she turns, uh, he turns to Ishii. Uh, go get that boy. He's probably distracted with something. And she retreats and comes back with a very elegant, dressed young man with a very tight beard and with a shining green ear to ear, an extravagant ponytail, and holding a cat on his arms. Father, you called. He was to the four of you. I know you miss the court, and we seem to have a bit of it here. And they keep smiling, politely. Oh, please. It has been a while ever since I had the chance to provide a helpful critic of poetry. And he starts petting his cat, and the cat glares at Doji Eiko.
3: Yeah, uh, so, first of all, how do you mess this up? I think what happens is Iiko recites the poem correctly. And then promptly realizes it was not a poem sung at Winter Court by Doji Hataru. It was just a poem he really likes. And because of that realization, like halfway through the poem, his heart isn't in it anymore because he feels like he's not giving a sincere or worthwhile performance. And even though all the words and everything is correct, he, his heart isn't in it. What's supposed to be the ending, the finality, the, the moving part of the poem ends up falling flat.
0: Yeah, the good thing is that uh, uh, Lai seems immediately distracted by something, and he seems to just be focusing, shutting up with the uh, lady flute, the old man, the dodgy guy. He just does often close his eyes for a moment, uh, opening when you finally shut up. Yes, yes, I'm sure that that was good. Thank you for that. Well. We're going to be eating soon, so I suppose you want to relax. Uh, Lady Flute, take them to their guest house. They take you to the guest house, and it has an impressive waiting room, which seems to be the only prim and proper place in this forest scape. It is decorated with ancient wood carvings and an impressive display of ceramics. Aiko, what makes you realize that all of these were painted by the same artist? And what do you get about their personality?
3: All of the pieces tend to have a signature swirl the artist is known for painting into her uh, works of water in her pieces. There's a very signature Uh, three rings bound together, curling into something that she likes to weave as her signature piece into whatever she works on. And it's, it's fairly good work. It is on the mid to high price slash skill level of the art that Aiko has witnessed. And it reminds him a little bit of home, which makes him sadder than he already is. I mean, there are six different rooms connecting this, this waiting room. And again,
0: The house is pretty much self-manageable, and you can actually call for servants if you do it. And it's probably, you know, other than the mosquitoes outside, it is probably as comfortable, if not more comfortable, than your floor in the evergreens.
3: Once the party gets into the room, Aiko offers a short apologetic bow to Minoru and says, I am sorry I failed you. At the gift-giving, Menorusan, I will strive for better next time. And then excuses himself to his room to get some alone time.
1: Aiko, this has been the most trying day in months. I don't think any of us are exactly on our A-game right now.
2: I'd be happy to lead them back to the pit their gift is in.
1: Yasume, you and I are of one mind on this matter. Let us try and take solace in the fact that we're here and figure out where to go from there. Hajime, my eye still hurts. Next time we duel, can you please aim for a less vulnerable part of me?
4: Hajime turns around. I think he's been getting sort of like sort of comfortable in his (laughs) like overall surroundings. But Minoru san, without something to remind you, how will you learn? Suffering brings wisdom.
1: And I think we're all a little bit wiser after today.
4: That, I think, sours. Hajime's face a bit, and he says, yes, I think I will be a little bit wiser about these marshes in the future.
0: You hear a grinding sound as a rock was striking rock again on a repeated circular movement, and it's coming from inside the guest house. You can perceive it as someone is making a
2: tea blend. Uh, I'm probably going to, once she hears it, um, her ears perk up a little bit, and she's going to stand up and say, um, Apologies, gentlemen. Uh, but, um, I think I hear something in the guest house, and I'm uh, keen to go and check check on it. And she'll just uh, excuse herself and uh, head out.
0: Yeah, you'll leave the waiting room, and you realize that the sound is coming from one of the rooms.
2: Uh, she'll uh, knock on one of the wooden parts of the door see if anyone hears her and wait to be let in.
0: And as you slide the door, you're immediately struck with this extremely fresh and flowery blend. And you see that uh, back turned to you. There seems to be a tall woman whose strong hands are grasping a mortar and, uh, and petal as she's grinding a new mix. And... You can see that she is wearing quite elegant clothing, still practical. She has her eyes covered by fine cloth as she keeps grinning. And as she turns around so that her ears target you, you see on her clothing the morn of the hair clan.
2: Apologies for disturbing you. My name is Soshi Yuzume. May I inquire after your name?
0: Sagi, now, I too, I am a guest of the Iramori here.
2: Might I ask how long you've been a guest? Uh, You've been offered the opportunity to uh, grind some of their tea.
0: And she puts it aside. It is one of the many things that I came here to learn. There are two things that you can learn from them. One is how to make... The best blends you can from the unique plants that grow in the marshes. The other is how awful their sake is. Their rice is many things, but not made for brewing.
2: That may just bursts out laughing. Well, that's a horrible lesson to have to learn from the sounds of things. I take it the tea at least is better?
0: I don't know. Why don't uh, we share this brew and... You can either be polite to my skills or genuinely praise for the tea that these lands offer. And she presents the Mortar in your general direction.
2: Okay, uh, so Yuzume takes it. And I guess is she going to also roll some tea? No, you know, she's smiling as she does it because this is, this is very relaxing. She kind of likes the idea of getting to be a part of making tea. I don't think she would have had this opportunity before.
0: Now it's quite quiet as you work and then she asks well, where are you the three of you from? I mean the other three.
2: Hirasaka. uh, We've been stationed there to help rebuild the city.
0: It is unfortunate what happened to it. My clan did not have the best relationship with the mod but we respected them.
2: Indeed. The uh, devastation was unlike anything I had ever seen. Being there as it all took place was rattling to say the least.
0: Yes. Unfortunately we the hair we are familiar with the kind of devastation that was inflicted on upon the moth. I hope that they too may revealed just as we did.
2: I'm certain that with the aid of so many generous and helpful neighbours who will be able to assist them in getting Hirasaka back on its feet it seems to be something that everybody could benefit from, really, considering the devastation that's been brought to the entire surrounding area.
0: It seems to get worried, what would you say? So that's why you came here, to get help from the Iramori.
2: You came here for a multitude of reasons. How successful we'll be in any of them is beyond my guessing.
0: You will have no success with Daidōji Dai. The old man, well, he has forgotten more about herbalism than I can ever learn in my life. But he is Iramori true and true. And I don't know how much you know about the crane and the vows that every Daidōji has to make. The Iramori have to take additional vows and... The dodgy dai has a very close interpretation of what they mean. He believes that helping the Moth, helping the Scorpion, helping the Crab, helping the Unicorn, helping even the people on the other side of the bank is a breach of their brows. I am amazed at every day how, somehow, my clan is allowed leniency on these matters. I think that, well, I dare not to think why this is, but that is true. We are the only exception that does not seem to breach his strong sense of ethics and utter devotion to the ruling family. It seems to be a Hiramori thing, just one of many things that I came to expect. If you want help, I would recommend that you seek someone else in the family other than die.
2: It's very kind of you to let me know. It must speak very highly of your family if they are on the only exception to his rules.
0: Well, if you ask the old man, these are not his rules. He will go on and on. Why? These rules were demanded from his family for them to continue exist. You must understand. This is not a question of greed or pettiness. This is a very existential question. There Surely you must have something similar among your family, something that defines who you are. How would you react if you had to break it, even if it was to help those in need?
2: The Scorpion make it our point to serve the entire empire, Usagi-san. We would not hesitate if it was to help someone else.
0: Both yours and her clan's, they are lucky that they don't have contradictory demands or intermediaries and both serve the Empire directly. And for that, they are lucky.
2: Lucky indeed. I can think of few, if any, places I would rather be.
0: How's the tea?
2: The tea is wonderful. Expertly rolled.
0: I have to say, it has been a while since I have someone to share with. I was expecting Daidoji late to come join me, to be honest, but... He tends to not do well with scheduling, I guess. I should have reminded him.
2: Well, his loss has been my gain. It was wonderful to get the opportunity to meet you, usagi uh, It
0: is. It has been very good to meet you. I hope to hear from you as as you remain as a fellow guest.
2: Naturally, and I look forward to talking to you again as well. And uh, once the tea's done, uh, she'll put a cup down and head on out
1: brad can be found on discord at bzaj1648 and at twitter at bzajdabarbarian
2: charlie can be found on discord as recently and on twitter at bowserj where you can find links to her l5r blog
3: Evan can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite or Discord as PushyMushy1871, and I'm a part of another actual play for L5R called Secondhand Strife. You can check us out anywhere podcasts are distributed.
4: Sam can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram as at sjcidlogic.
0: Lulu can be found at Deletiel on Twitter. And their design work can be found at Populesque Ludum Syndicate on DriveThruRPG and itch. This is a Courts Game podcast. You can find more about them at Courtgamespot on Twitter or at their site courtgamespot.com. Legends of the Five Drink is the intellectual property currently owned by Fantasy Flight Games.